Lord, we do thank you, God, for the breath that you put into our lungs, Lord, for the fact that you continue, Lord, to give us a breath, that you continue to pour into us, that you continue to fill us up. Lord, we are so incredibly thankful. Lord, we know that we exist for one purpose, and that is to glorify you and glorify the kingdom of God, and I pray that we do that. I pray that we do that not only through our worship and, 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 and through our actions, Lord, day to day, but I pray that we do that through how we understand who you are. I pray that you are glorified by us coming to a deeper understanding of your glory. Lord, I know that we can only get a taste and we can only just, just experience a drop of your glory, Lord, but I, I just pray that we do everything that we can, God, to, to be consumed by you, to, to overwhelm ourselves with thoughts of you, Lord, and who you are. Lord, I just pray right now as we look at your word and how you've spoken to us through your word, Lord, I pray that it changes our lives. I pray that it opens our minds and our hearts to places, God, where we need change. Lord, I pray that you are glorified now as we look at this precious word that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, I have kind of made a declaration of sorts that we are going to start a new series. Um, for whatever reason, God has put something on my heart, and it's something, uh, oftentimes what happens is God puts things on my heart through what I'm having to deal with. Um, sometimes it's what I'm dealing with personally, sometimes it's what I'm dealing with with other people. Uh, this one happens to be some things that people have brought to me. I've had to do counseling over the past several, uh, several weeks with people, some of those, many of those, not from this church, which I find interesting, but that's okay. Um, I'm here for God's kingdom, uh, not just for simple church, so... Uh, I, I'm willing to counsel people and talk to people about God and, uh, you know, whatever it is that they may be struggling with. So I do that from time to time. Uh, and, and this particular theme seems to be running through those conversations. And I felt like even some people that I haven't counseled with yet, I feel like there's some counseling that's about to come up. And it's around this very thing. And, and I want you guys to see my little logo that I, I put together. Find your purpose. Find your purpose. That's what a lot of people have been struggling with. I mean, if you think about those times in your life, this, this, this dude right here, he happens to be looking at the Aurora Borealis, right? The northern lights, he's the green little streaks in the sky and all that kind of stuff. And um, that happens in, way up when you get close to the Arctic and like there's protons and electrons that are colliding and stuff from the sun that's happening there and Keith can explain all of that to you if you've got more questions about how that happens. Uh, but anyway, so uh, has there been a time where you were like hanging out and, and it, maybe you were camping or you were hanging out with friends or whatever and you look up at the stars and you go, man, I am so insignificant, I am so small, I can't imagine that, there, that my life is a big deal to anybody, much less that my life is a big deal to God. I believe that God's probably got a purpose for me. I believe there's something I'm supposed to do in this life or else I wouldn't be here. But what is that? I don't really get it. You know, people talk about God's will and God's will for my life. And am I living in God's will? And I don't know. And all of these kinds of questions come to mind, right? And what happens? What happens as a result of that? You feel so stinking overwhelmed. You're like, <laughs> I just want to cry, right? Like that's it. I'm looking up at the stars, and there's so many of them, and God knows each and every one of them. He placed each and one of them there, and you go, well, if he did that, then he placed me here, and, and they got a purpose, and I got a purpose, and I'm supposed to find it, and people talk about it, and I don't know what it is, and I just want to crawl in a hole, right? 
And for whatever reason, I don't know why it is, but, but nighttime, something about looking up at the stars and how expansive the universe is and thinking about all that, that's where we really start to search and try to find our purpose. What, are we, what am I supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? And, and, and I think what happens, this is what happens. So imagine that, that I say, all right, so-and-so, you are supposed to go build a skyscraper, right? And you go, I don't know how to build a skyscraper. I was like, okay, I feel you. I hear what you're saying. You don't know how to build a skyscraper. But you, you still got, there's a skyscraper in your future, and you got to make it happen. And you would be like, oh, right? So what would you start doing? Like, like a lot of us, sometimes we start thinking about all the infinite number of details. Like, I, I wonder what kind of light bulbs is going to be in there. Are we going to have soft white? Are we going to have bright white? What are we going to have? You know what I mean? Like some of us are on that level of detail, right? And we think that, that way about God's will for our life. Like, am I, I, so there's this skyscraper that's in my future that is God's will for my life, and I got to pick out the light bulbs, right? I mean, like that's, that's the level of detail that we think on. Man, I got to do all this stuff, and it seems like so complicated we can't even wrap our minds around it. Like, how am I supposed to? I don't even know how to... How, where to buy light bulbs, you know what I mean? Like, and then you start stressing over, well, I could go to Lowe's and Home Depot, and, and Ace Hardware has some, and there's a guy at Ace Hardware that will help me out if, if I go there, and then, but if I go to Lowe's, I'll have to look on my own. You know, like, and we're like thinking on that level, right? Like, you, you, ain't even, you ain't even got a piece of land yet, and you're already thinking about what color light bulbs and where you're going to go get them, right? Like, like that's, that's the way our brains work, especially when it comes to God's will for our life. That we're trying to work out every single detail trying to seek, seek out God's will for every single detail of our life. Like, what shirt am I supposed to wear? You know, how am I supposed to fix my hair? Is it God's will for my, my hair to be blonde or brown? Or, you know, is it God's will for me to have highlights or lowlights? Or, you know, like, I, and I really, as a guy, shouldn't know that, by the way. But um, anyway, so, like, I mean, we are, like, infinitely searching for God's will for our life on such detailed level that it's, like, that's why we feel overwhelmed when we're trying to figure out God's will for our life, isn't it? That's why we feel like, man, I am so stressed out. Church doesn't put me at ease. It stresses me out because I know God's got a plan for my life, and I don't know what it is, and I'm supposed to find it, and, and it's just stressing me out, man. It's just stressing me out. And a lot of people feel that, that way, don't they? A lot of us have felt that way. I have felt that way. But, but I, my goal through this series is to kind of put your mind at ease a little bit, that... that when you're looking at the expansiveness of the sky, and look, some of you teenagers want to go stargazing or whatever. I know what that's code for. <laughs> okay, so don't be like, oh, we're going to go think about God's will for our life. We're going to go out and look at the stars, me and my girlfriend or me and my boyfriend. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. Come talk to Kenny first. I'll tell you about God's will for your life. Then you, we'll, we'll all three of us go look at the stars together, okay? Don't be thinking, oh, we're going to go gaze at the stars. Yeah, I know what that means, right? Yeah, I know what that means. Anyway, so... Oh, sorry, that was a little tidbit for my teenagers over here. They needed to know that I know what you're up to. I know what you, I know what you got going on up here. I know it. Anyway, so um, my goal through this series is to put your mind at ease a little bit and go, well, maybe it's not as hard to figure out as I originally thought. Maybe, maybe it is more simple than, than what I originally thought it was. So that's where I want to go with this series a little bit is, you know, in, in this expansiveness of the universe, figuring out God's will for your life and why he placed you here and at this time and for this purpose. I mean, what am I supposed to do? And what I want to do today as we build this skyscraper 
is I really want us to pick out a plot of land. I really want us to, to look at, at what the foundation is going to look like. And that's where we start, at the beginning. You know how you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. So that's what we're going to do, right? We're going we're gonna, to, one bite at a time, we're going to start on the ground level. We may be even building a basement a little bit here tonight. And I, I want you to understand that you don't have to pick out the light bulbs yet. That will come, and God will show you those things. God will, will, will show you whether to shop at Lowe's or Ace Hardware. He really will. He'll show you those kind of details. But we got to get the foundation straightened out first. Teenagers, we, we got to find out what the foundation is. we got to start laying the foundation first before we start picking out light bulbs, you know? And I know, look, I know you're stressed out about the color of the light bulbs. I got that. I was in your position, too, and I was stressed out about that, too, but... Let's start with a foundation. And, and I, I, I've got a poor example of a soccer goal up here. Uh, this was something that popped into my mind because I realized we had some PVC pipe that I had just put in the, the building out there um, just the other day, day before yesterday, I think. I actually put it out there. I was like, I got the stuff to make a soccer goal. A soccer goal will absolutely drive home this point. Like you guys are looking at this going, that's not much of a soccer goal. You get the idea. Look. Don't be, don't be nitpicking my soccer goal. Don't be judging me because of my PVC pipe. I'm just saying this is supposed to be a soccer goal. This is going to go over really well for those that are listening on the podcast, by the way. They're going to really enjoy my soccer goal illustrations. So anyway, y'all didn't laugh at that at all. That's all right. Think about it later. Anyway, um, so what's the soccer goal supposed to represent? I want you to think about for just a second, and, and we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 2 in just a second, but... I want you to think about like, like a goal, right? Like this is the goal. Ooh, that was almost bad. This is the goal for my life. This, 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 is, this is the plan. This is where I'm supposed to be inside the goal, right? We all, we all want to look at our life and say, man, I accomplished something. I, I scored the goal. I accomplished what I was supposed to accomplish. I played soccer um, for many years, started when I was 10 years old, played all the way through high school, uh, Played a little bit as adult and then figured out that I couldn't breathe when I ran, so I stopped playing then. So, um, so I played soccer a lot, and, and I, I have in my mind all these, these things that kind of go back to soccer analogies, and I'll try not to use a whole bunch of those, but everybody gets the idea of a soccer goal. Like, the ball's supposed to go in the goal. around in, the, This upper bar here and the sidebar is supposed to go in the middle, right? That's how you score. That's how you win is when you get a lot of those, right? So... Even though soccer is not really popular here in the United States, that's how soccer works. So you, most of you know that. I want you to think about this in relation to God's will for our life. And I want you to think about this. We're going to start in Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 10, and then we're going to go back to verse 1 and start at the beginning of chapter 2. So in verse 10 of Ephesians chapter 2, it says this. And you've heard this verse like a thousand times, but listen to it. It says, for we are God's masterpiece... He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he's planned for us a long time ago. The good things that he has planned for us a long ago. So that's the goal, right? The, the, the good things that God's planned for us long ago. In here, right? We got it. God's got a plan. He's got a goal. He's, 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 he's got this, this thing for us to accomplish in our lifetime. Well, what's outside of here? It's everything else, right? But some people think this way. 
They think that this way. They think that the God's goal for my life is not this big, wide, open area. They think it's this, this tiny little section, maybe over here, like, I got to hit that. And if I don't hit that, then I missed everything. Then, then I missed the goal completely. And, and my challenge to you is this, is that you don't have to hit that. You can hit this. You can hit that. You can hit over here. And it's still the goal. You get me? You follow me? But some of us are busy spending our whole lives trying to hit this. And a soccer ball won't even fit in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, 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 you're trying to like narrow everything down, trying to not miss anything so that you try to fit everything in here. And I'm like, no, it can be over here. It can be over there. But it just can't be out here. Does that make sense? Does that make sense a little bit? And some of y'all never thought about God's will for your life in that way. And I hope and I pray that you take this illustration with you. So what's the number one thing? If we're going to hit in this goal somewhere, there's got to be like this one thing that, that, that at least gets us headed in that direction. We're going to talk about some things that are out here. How do, how do we know what, what's, what's out here? What's on the outside of the goal? What's way up here? I had a knack in soccer for whatever reason. I was known as a field goal kicker. <laughs> Some of y'all know what I'm about to say. So my favorite area of the goal was up here and up here. And sometimes way up there. Like for whatever reason, uh, they, they broke me of that though. They actually made me start doing push-ups every time I kicked it over the goal. And you learn through pain, so I, I stopped kicking it over the goal. But anyway, so um, we, we got to figure out what's out here. What, what's up here? What's down here? What's, what's outside the goal? So let's start at the beginning. Let's start with a foundation, something that, that, that's going to land you out here and not in there. Well, let's look. Let's look at what God's Word says in, in Ephesians chapter 2. It says this. It says, once you were dead because of your disobedience your many sins. Okay, dead, that sounds bad. That, that sounds bad. Like, that's got to be outside the goal somewhere, right? Like, that's probably not in the middle. Death, bad, life, good, right? Like, we got that, right? So let's, let's dig a little deeper then. So... You used to live in sin like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our, own sin, of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we are subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. So here's, here's what... <laughs> like, I love simplifying stuff for you guys. Like, you read over that and like, I, yeah... I kind of get it, you know, I get the, the sinful nature, bad, God, good, I got that, right? So, so if we're thinking about everything that's outside this goal, if, if you really, if you want to be outside this goal and not in here, I got a simple solution for you. All you have to do is, is do what you want to do, <laughs> right? Like if you follow your own desires, your own lust, and you're, you're obedient to yourself and not to God, then, then that's going to land you out here. You see, sometimes I think we get so fixated on the details that, that we let perfect get in the way of pretty good, right? Like, like, like we, we, we think that, that for some reason that, that because if it's not perfect, then it's not good enough, and because it's not good enough, we're not even going to try. Phil Robertson said this, and I'm not a Duck Dynasty fan necessarily, although I have watched the show several times. This is what he said. He said when he got saved, when he put his faith in Christ, that, that, that some dude just said this to him, he said... He said, why don't you just try to be good? And he went, do what? You mean, just try to be good? 
Like, he never thought about it in those terms before. Like, like just, just try to be good. And, and we're, we're always, and look, I'm not saying you shouldn't strive for perfection because you should. The Bible says clearly that we're, we're to be perfect just as our God who is in heaven is perfect. And, we, and we're supposed to be like that. That is true. But you know how you get there? Is by trying. And some of us don't try. Some of us say, well, I'm never going to reach that goal, so I'm not going to try. You know anybody like that? A perfectionist? Isn't that what they say? Like, like, like if I can't reach perfection, I might as well not do anything. And, and I don't think that that's the picture of what we're supposed to. I don't think that's the picture of being inside the goal. I think we just got to try to be inside the goal. I think we got to do our best to say, I'm going to be obedient to God and I'm not going to follow my own desires, but I'm going to follow God's desires, and that's going to land me somewhere inside this goal for my life. It's complicated, right? Kenny just said, I'm supposed to try, and I'm not supposed to be like me. <laughs> that's inside the goal. That's inside the goal. And, and you're like, well, can I do that? And can I marry so-and-so? Well, I don't know. <laughs> You tell me, does this marrying so-and-so, is, is that following your will for your life or is that following God's will for your life? Are you following yourself or are you following God in your pursuit of this person that you're supposed to marry? Now, some people, they get confused on that. Let, let, let me, let me clear, clarify something for you. It's going to be pretty easy for you to discern this one. Does the person... Make you closer to God or further away from God? The person that you're talking to, the person that you're dating, the person that you're gazing at the stars with, is it, do they, they bring you closer to Christ? Or, or is it closer to be on the outside of the goal? Right? I've said this like a hundred times, but you've got to hear it a hundred times because you'll ignore it 99. So you've got to hear it. Like, like, is that God's will for my life? Is, is, does it bring you closer to Christ and the goal for your life, or does it bring you somewhere outside? Are you way up here with that person that you're dating? Are you way over here with that person that you're dating? You say, well, I'm shooting for the goal, but I, I'm, I'm, with this person that I'm dating right now, I'm, I'm aiming way over here. Well, you're not going to hit the goal. You're not going to hit the goal. You're going to miss. You're going to miss. Let's continue on. There's good news here. But God, rich in his mercy, uh, he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when, we, when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ so God can point to us in all future ages for, as examples of the incredible wealth of, of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ. United with Christ is, is the key right here. I want you to, to focus on the last two words of what we just read. United with Christ. You want to lay the foundation for, for being inside this goal here. You, you want to lay the foundation. What do I have to do to be somewhere inside of here? Let me tell you what step number one is for you to be united with Christ. It is God's will, number one in your life, for you to be united with Christ. 
I know that's crazy, right? Like, tell me, Kenny, what's God's will for my life? Number one, to be united with Christ. And and I mean, like, people are, are, are stressing about infinite number of details when when really they haven't even crossed step number one. I'm not just talking about the, that, that you know who he is, that you've heard about him, that you come to church, that you do the religion thing. I'm talking about are you united with Christ? There's a big difference between just knowing who he is and being united with Christ, am I right? There's a huge difference between the two. Here Paul's talking to the church at Ephesus. He says... You've got to be united with Christ. And, and, and it kills me, the, the number of people that are stressing out about God's will for their life. And they're way over here. You know why? Because they're not even united with Christ. They know who he is. They go to church. They sing songs. They may even lift their hands and, and, and pretend like they're united with Christ. But they're not united with Christ. And I go, well, you're not going to hit the goal. You're way outside. You're missing the mark. I, look, I, I get it. I get it that, that, that like some of you are going, well, I am united with Christ. Does, does that mean that, that, that I'm inside the goal somewhere? There could be other things. There, there could be other things that are they're causing you to be just outside. You could be over here. But, but number one, if you want to be inside the goal, you've got to be united with Christ. And, and he did that. God, God made a way for us to be united with Christ. He gave us an opportunity for us to, to be like God. And, and the only way for us to be like God and, and be seen as perfect is for us to be united with Christ. And I'm telling you that, that, that to be inside this goal is to be like God in that he's perfect. And the only way that you can do that is through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul goes on to say. He says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. It's a gift. It's a gift. To be united with Christ in such a way that you look like Christ comes by one way, and it comes through faith in that gift. The only way you're ever going to hit this mark at all is if first and foremost you're united with Christ. And how does that come? That comes by you having faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's God's grace that's available to you. This free gift that is available. If it was something that we could earn or something that we could do so that we could, we, could be earn, we could earn this gift, it wouldn't be a gift at all. In order for it to be a gift, it has to be free, right? And God has made this gift for us, which is grace, available through his son, Jesus Christ. And it's available to us one way, and that is through faith. Through faith. You have to be willing to confess that, that, yes, this gift is available to me. And then you have to do this next step, which is to ask God for that gift. You have to say, God, I recognize there's a free gift available to me. I'm asking you for it. There's nothing I can do to earn it. It's available for me. It's available to me. 
And I recognize that. I recognize that apart from this gift of grace, apart from this, this, this free gift that is available, I'm always going to be outside your will for my life. God, I, I want to I make the mark. I want to I I be inside the goal. I, I want to find my purpose for my life. And as we stress about what that looks like, some of us need to take step one, which is to have faith in this grace as it is available to us. And some of us are so busy trying to earn it we're trying to force our way there. And God's saying, it's here and it's available. You just got to be able to, you got to be willing to be humble enough to ask. To acknowledge that you need it and be humble enough to ask. And then you know what, you're, you know what happens when you do it? You're, you're taken from death into life. Remember we said at the very beginning, death bad, life good. And that's exactly what happens here. I'm, I'm just talking about physical death here on this earth. We're looking way beyond that. And when you look at this goal for your life, it's not just your goal for this life, it is your goal for your eternal life, which is, which is way more important than any goals here on this life. We're, 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 like I said at the beginning, we're, we're trying to hit this goal for our life, and there's this eternal life that's a much bigger picture that we're supposed to be focused on. And we're too worried about all the details. And really, we just got to be taking steps to do the things that we know we're supposed to do. You know that that's kind of what this church was founded on. The idea that, yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do inside church. There's a lot of things you can do inside church. But what we want to do here at Simple Church is focus on the things we know we're supposed to do. And we'll worry about the other stuff later. We're going to give priority to the things that are most important. And say, here's the most important, God's word, most important thing. Living in light of truth, most important thing. We're going to do that. And we're going to sing praises to him because the overflow of our thankfulness for his grace is to praise him. And, and we can't help but to do that. So we're going we're to focus on his word and we're going to praise him. And then what else are we going to do? We're going to serve him in the name of Christ. We're going we're to serve other people and, and tell them that, that he's good and he's great and he's merciful. Just like Paul's telling us here, we're going to do those things. And then all the other stuff, we're going to do less of those. Less committee meetings, less, you know, basketball tournaments and all that kind of stuff. We're going to do the things that are most important first, and we're going to focus on those. So what does this have to do with you and your eternal life? Why don't you focus on the most important things? In, instead of the, the tiny, minute details that you're so stressed out and worried about finding God's will for your life, why don't you focus on the most important things, which is finding God's will for your life in, in grace, receiving that grace, asking for that mercy that exists through His Son, Jesus Christ. Why don't we start there? Why don't we lay the foundation there and then build, build off of that? Because you're never going to build a skyscraper off a shaky foundation. And that foundation has to be based on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. And I hope, if you don't know him as Lord and Savior, I hope that, that, that you'll ask for, for that free gift that's available to you. And if you're trying to find God's purpose and his will for your life, it'll only be found, number one, through the grace that's offered to you. Let me pray. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want to come to know him because you know that in order to find God's will for your life, you, you must have faith in Christ and you must receive this gift that is available to you.
I invite you to come talk to me, to come talk to Keith. There's any number of people around here that will talk to you and lovingly show you how you can have faith in Jesus Christ and come to know him as Lord and Savior. Let me tell you, you're never going to hit this goal if you don't do that first. Let me pray. Father, Lord, we thank you for the grace that is offered to us, this free gift to God that we could not earn. Lord, we praise your name for uh, the fact that we didn't deserve it. God, we were against you. We, we were breaking your heart. And, and Lord, the picture of love in, in our world is one where somebody has to do something in order to gain that affection. And Lord, we didn't do anything. As a matter of fact, we did everything we could to not gain your affection, and you loved us anyway. So much so that you laid your life down for us. And Lord, that, that free gift that is available to us, there are some people that never actually accepted that free gift. They never responded to that free gift that was available to them. Lord, they're, they're, they're thinking in their mind they've got to find their, their life's purpose, and they'll never find that apart from you. They'll never find that apart from your son, Jesus Christ. They can search all day long for the rest of their lives, but they'll never find it apart from Jesus Christ. So, Lord, I pray that for those that have not taken step one, Lord, I pray that they would take that step. I pray that they would humbly come before you and just ask, Lord, for this free gift that is available to them. And as you install a new spirit inside of them, Lord, that they would just try to respond to that spirit and just try to be good. Lord, some of us in here, we recognize that free gift and we have accepted that free gift and we praise your name for that free gift. And Lord, we just want to sing praises to you. Some of us may, we, we, we may be such, we may overflow with emotion in such a way that God it brings tears to our eyes. Father, it's just our thankfulness and our gratefulness for the mercy that you have offered us. Lord, as we've done so many things that are against you, Lord, I, I praise your name for this, this grace that is available through faith. So some of us may want to just come down to the altar and just say thank you and just praise your name for what you've made available to us. Lord, there are some that they've accepted this free gift and, and they really do. They want, they want you to open their eyes, God, to, to your will for their life. And God, I pray that, that as they, they come down here and respond to you, Lord, that, that you show them that it, it may not be as hard to find as they think. That, that God, they've been searching for this one small little detail that... That, that, that puts them in your will and reality. Lord, there's this huge, wide open area, Lord, that's available to them, Lord, by taking steps of obedience to you. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't be a stressed out people because of our relationship with you, but I pray that we'd be a people that experience the freedom that exists in Christ. I know in my own life, Lord, I've stressed myself out, Lord, just trying to find the right, the perfect thing Lord, the only thing that's perfect is you. So, Lord, I'm going to continue to seek you. And I praise your name for, for showing me that, that there's so much freedom in that, so much freedom in, in just being able to seek your face and not worrying about all these other minute details in my life. Lord, that if I just continue to seek you, that, that's the primary goal in my life, that that's what brings me from death to life. Lord, we praise your name for what you offer us and how you speak to us and how you remind us that there is so much freedom and available through you. God, this is a time when we respond to you and we, we listen to you. I pray that we do that now. In Jesus' name, amen. Would everyone please stand?